0: Mm
1: -hmm. Wanted to get the food So they didn't starve to death And Miles was like Oh take my inhaler You can breathe underwater And I thought As a kid I could do that I tried it one time And it did not (laughs) It was bad (laughs) It it was so bad Like if you've never experienced Like what drowning could be like That's That's what Yeah Try that Yeah it was bad
2: Is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different artist and a different album, and we break it down. We find out all the secrets about the record, and we uh, we let you guys know about it. My name is Tyler, way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether. It's Jeff. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And uh, yeah, I mean, Jeff, what are we what are we doing today?
1: Uh, Bloodhound Gangs, hefty fine.
2: Bloodhound Gang formed originally as Bang Chamber 8 in 1988 by James Franks, also known as Jimmy Pop, and Michael Bowe, also known as Daddy Longlegs. And by 1991, they had changed their name to the Bloodhound Gang. The band had put out five full-length records, two EPs, one compilation, three demos, and have sold over three million copies worldwide. But the album we're doing today is Hefty Fine, and it's the band's fourth record. It was released September 27th, 2005. and features Jimmy Pop on vocals, Evil Jared Hasselhoff on bass, Lupus Thunder on guitar, DJ Cuball on turntables and keys, and Willie the New Guy on drums. Now, Jeff, what's your, uh, what's your origin story with, uh, with the Bloodhound Gang? What do you got? Go! Mm,
1: my origin story is The Bad Touch. The first time I ever, I ever heard of The Bloodhound Gang, saw The Bloodhound Gang, was The Bad Touch. The video... And I remember it just being very vulgar. And as a kid, I just thought it was so funny. And the line that like resonated with me for so long was to put your hands down my pants. And it says, <laughs> yes, I'm Siskel. Yes, I'm Ebert. And You're getting two thumbs up. Like, it's so even as a kid, I was like, wow, that's fucking cool, dude. That's that's really good. Because I didn't know what the word witty was as a kid. So I just thought, mm-hmm. damn, dude, that was just really good songwriting. And uh, it really is. <laughs> It really is, but that's is, my yeah. that's my uh, that's my introduction to the Bloodhound Gang. But then it tapered off to complete like zero-ness until Hefty Fine, and I don't know why, I don't know how, I don't know where it came about. Maybe it's in your story. I don't know, but I, just at some point, all of a sudden, Hefty Fine was 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 like the story of our of our seventeen to nineteen years and
2: beyond yeah yeah i would i would say so
1: yeah short short and sweet but i don't know when i don't know who introduced hefty fine because i can't imagine me going back and listening to the bloodhound gang after so many years
2: it might have been me but i don't i don't know for sure i don't know for sure all right so you don't have much of like i mean you have an origin story but you just kind of don't remember what it is
1: I mean my history with this band is, is very brief and it's pretty much like localized to Hefty Fine. But mm. I don't I don't know when that came about. I just remember it just being one of those one of those albums that now transcended just music lovers like you and me and our entire group of friends loved yeah. this album.
2: It's true, yeah. So my my I think it might have been through me because I got into been. this band I'm thinking it was because I got into this band when the bad touch came out. I remember seeing it for the very first time on TRL because, you know, in seventh grade, that's all I did was watch TRL after school. And, uh, and the video was on it and I just thought it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. One of the funniest things I'd ever heard. I thought about how like just how catchy it was. And, uh, and yeah, so I, event i think like i like a week after that i got like a burned copy of it because my mom wouldn't let me buy the record because i had parental a uh, parental advisory sticker on it so i wasn't allowed to buy it so i burned it i illegally legally burned it uh from a friend and and yeah i just i became obsessed with it and then like i was saying on the rankings friend of the pod chris we, him and i went to walmart once and he bought because he really liked the cd too so he bought it not really neither of us realizing that walmart only sold censored CDs. CD, censored cds yeah, fucking walmart so, yeah it was uh it was funny i mean it was funny listening to the censored version of it and i listened to that a bunch too and then you know as i throughout high school you know i i a friend of the pod sean and i we got really really obsessed with the bloodhound gang so the, like we just all we did was fucking listen to this band and just quote every line from uh um one fierce beer coaster that album and hooray for boobies like that was just we just would laugh so hard about it and we knew every lyric every word and uh and then we got and then he got the dvd and then you know that whole shit show with that dvd and then the build-up to hefty fine like i remember on the Gang website they had released like 45 second clips of no hard feelings untis and uh and foxtrot and they, had, there was like 45 seconds of each song, like random part of the song, not even from the beginning, just a random part. And then they put them all together in like a two and a half minute song. And then they re- they put that on their website. And then him and I became obsessed with just that. So we <laughs> knew like 45 seconds of those three songs. And by the time the album had come out, it, I remember just feeling like how weird it was hearing the songs in their entirety because we knew those very specific parts. And then I just being obsessed with Hefty Fine. And then the first and only time I ever saw them was during that was on that tour, um, right after it came out, and then they kind of went on a touring hiatus because of George Bush. But yeah, that's kind of my thing. So I think maybe I was the one who brought Hefty Fine to you guys, because I was at the time during in high school. I was so obsessed with this band, I couldn't get enough of them. So that it might have been through me. I don't know. It, it for sure probably
1: like had to be because again I don't remember when it happens. I just remember. All of a sudden, now it was like the anthem of our of our group for a while.
2: Yeah, songs like "Balls Out." It was like right after we
1: graduated high school, too, or like as we were graduating high school.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like right after because I saw them when I saw them live. It was, I think, September of two thousand five. So it was just a few years after we, or a few months after we graduated high school, and they were touring on this. So, yeah, it was. Uh, it was wild. It was wild, <laughs> but the. Um, i remember who was it john friend of the pod. john he uh i'm gonna throw out a last name i don't care but uh he really didn't like the song balls out like i remember didn't he get like really uncomfortable whenever we played that song
1: yeah it was it was just in a it was a different time and everything but yeah
2: <laughs> it was just so funny like how uncomfortable he would get The we, the we would only on it the dick it just part. to irritate him
1: I mean, that's, that's essentially what this record is. It's just, it's how, how uncomfortable yeah. can we make each other at some point? Yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's it. That's really. what it was.
2: Ah, uh, it was so good. Yeah. I have, I have a lot of good memories with this record for sure. Um, so I, I guess, okay. Th- that's a quick little origin story, a little background on the record with us. Uh, let's, um, do we have any stinkers on this one? No. Do you have any stinkers? No. Okay. I don't either. I don't have any stinkers. Uh, How many bangers do you have is the better question.
1: They're pretty much, honestly, they're pretty much all bangers for me, except for something diabolical.
2: Okay, that's fair.
1: I think that's the only one that I really wouldn't say is a banger. And Balls Out is just just a banger because of the nostalgia attached to it, and... Mm -hmm. There's some really really cool parts, but even like something diabolical, which I I mean I guess dude, is something diabolical a banger for you?
2: No, that's the only one that's I mean outside of the skits because I'm not I don't consider the skits right bangers, but out of the actual songs that's the only one that's not a banger. Hmm. So I I
1: like the, the problem with that song is I don't understand it. I like, I don't understand what they're trying to do. It's almost like they're making fun of the band him. And like that serious style. But yeah. they never do. Like there's no f- fun <laughs> making at all. It's it's like a very serious song. But I will say that when the dude, v- Vili Vallo, is that his name? Vili? Vili? Valo Vallo. Yeah. Vallo. Whatever his name is, his chorus is so catchy. I like, like the chorus is my favorite part of the song and I think it's so cool. Yeah. But that's about yeah. it.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, Okay, I'm, we might as well just talk about it now because you brought it up. But because uh, I wasn't really planning on talking about that one, but whatever. So yeah, something diabolical. Reading the lyrics, I think they're completely nonsensical, and I think that was done very intentionally. I think they they were he was writing the lyrics just to make fun of all the bands that take themselves too seriously. Because if you look at what he's saying, they're just a bunch of like it's it's just a word salad. Like none of like it's a lot of big words like you know, sophisticated words that, that he's using, but none of it makes any sense. None of it can, none of the, none of the lines make any sort of relation to one another. So I think it was, I think it was him just like very, very subtly just saying, you guys are all idiots. Like all you bands that take yourselves way too seriously, especially lyrically, like you guys are dumb. And I think it might've been like a little bit of a dig at Vilvallo and him, but I don't that's, know, obviously they were friends. That's
1: him in the in the chorus, right? That's, that's Vili yeah, Vallo. Yeah, that's Vili Yeah. Okay, so that, that's the part I don't understand because I agree, I think this the song is a joke and it's supposed to be making fun of bands like him and him is just, God, man, that band is They're so terrible. unfun. It's just unbelievable how unfun they are. <laughs> and then the, like the chorus, the chorus is like a, a legit attempt by Vili Valo to make something melodic and he kind of achieves it because it's a really melodic chorus and I like it. But that's why I don't understand like the disconnect. Is Jimmy Pop trying to make fun of him, and Villalva is not picking it up? Not picking it up? Not picking up? While he's laying down? Is is that I what's think, going on? I here? I think
2: that was part of the joke. I think maybe Villalva has actually like a uh, he kind of has a sense of humor, maybe. So maybe he's like poking fun at his own band, at his own his own lyrics. Because yeah, the the chorus of that song is it's actually like cohesive. Like you can understand what he's saying, and you can. It makes sense. It's so not I think
1: funny in any way. It's not ironic. No, it's not funny. It's nothing. So like that's why I don't. If you're going to make a, a song that's a joke song to make fun of the, the of the genre, you know at least at least make it look like you're trying. It just looks like Villavalo just is doing normal hymn stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's just lame. It is. I mean, it's that's also why it's not a banger for me. So. But I, I think, I think every all the lyrics that Jimmy Pop has, I think every thing, every single one of those was intentional, just to make fun of bands who take themselves too seriously. Dude, and the fact that like, has to be.
1: like he's using the, the like the stereo so well, like the back and forth between the speakers, oh, yeah. the left and the right, like that, it's so dumb and unnecessary. Like, but that's <laughs> again, that's him making fun of the of the scene, right? Yeah, like he's making his voice like mid sentence go back and forth between the left and the right channels. It's so
2: dumb. It is, but it it's it, it just really shows his like his deep sarcasm and it, like how good he is at being subtle. It, dude, he's Jimmy Pop is really underrated as as a I think as a a songwriter. I mean I mean obviously he writes a lot of the same shit, but his his subtlety in some of the songs are just they're just perfect and and like this is like we were just saying this is a perfect example of that because there's no reason for the bloodhound gang to do shit like that except to make fun of somebody else but to do it in such like a a clever way was i i honestly think it's kind of genius on his end it is it's good songwriting he's very funny he's very very fucking funny good 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 lyricist and because i've never like oh absolutely he's an amazing lyricist so funny but I've never like sat down and actually read the lyrics to this song until today, honestly, because I did all my final notes today. I finalized my notes today, and I was I've read through the first verse, and I and I at the, by the end of it, I I was thinking in my mind, obviously, um, <laughs> I was thinking I don't I have no idea what I just read. I, I know, not, and then, me too. And then, and then I I literally <laughs> read through through the because it's a, the verses are fucking long, so I read through it again. I still didn't get it what the fuck so then i tried to like break it down in my mind uh obviously uh and it just and then then i by the third time i realized oh he's fucking with me like he's fucking with the audience with this song like it took me three read-throughs of that first verse to realize like he's absolutely being an asshole and and i got got i got got real good on this song it's so
1: people don't like (laughs) you don't realize how difficult it is to read lyrics to a song especially songs that you know so well, because you end up reading the lyrics the way that he's singing them. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that's not always entirely like the way you should be reading. You should be reading them like poetry almost, or just sentence for sentence, because there are some things that hang on from the previous line that bleed into the next line. that just don't make sense unless you read it. Like you're reading a book. And so Mm -hmm. that one, I'm on the same boat. It took me like, Multiple tries to read something <laughs> diabolical Because I kept doing like the do- 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 do Thing that he kept doing and yeah. It was so hard And then it just didn't make any fucking sense And then I realized that that was the point
2: Yeah, you got, got good too Yeah Oh man, yeah, it was I I, I really, I started laughing too Because I, I just Once I came to that realization that That he's being a total dick about it Like I just I couldn't believe it Like it was so It was a good joke it's a good joke. Good but, joke. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. So that's,
1: that's the only non-banger. So, so move on. <laughs>
2: what about... Um, we talked a lot about a non-banger, too.
1: We, we did. Just because it's so, it's so weird and I didn't understand it. and
2: I don't know. So should we get into... F- or do you want to do Foxtrot first or do you want to do our BBs? Let's,
1: let's do Foxtrot and then we can do our BBs.
2: Okay. So where, where does that sit for you? Foxtrot, Foxtrot is my 4B. Okay, it's my 2B. It's my 4B. B. You think you're cool, like, not having a. I know. A, I know. Honestly, like, I know. You're what? pulling a, a me? I, I know. That's
1: exactly me. what I thought, too, because <laughs> just last week I was complaining about it.
2: You complain about like, every week. That is true, because so every week you
1: do the same fucking thing over and over. I don't do I'm it. Just saying. You're like the sunrise and the sunset. You're predictable. Nah. Old okay. predictable. <sighs> Crazy old Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, Foxtrot what, what do you got on this one? What do you want me to get? You want me to get? I'll get If you no, want me to get you I'll get No
2: you get You get You get
1: So, so this was uh, This was the first song That I heard from this album Was Foxtrot And immediately I, I picked up on the The funny Foxtrot uniform Charlie Kilo F-U-C-K Fuck thing Which mm-hmm. now Is is not a like a Like nobody cares You wouldn't bat an eye Today Cause It's true you know, it's nothing. We're so desensitized to, to everything. But in 2005, like, that was, that was pretty clever. Coming, coming from a band who had just gotten borderline, like, dropped from every major label ever in the history <laughs> and, and blacklisted completely for Yellow Fever. And then they're, they're subtly putting out bad words to, like, dupe the record label. But, like, the record label's not dumb either. Like, like they know. They know what's going on But they know like legally There's not really anything anybody can do Because It's just you know It's just words strung together So that's I know That's That's clever That's funny And The entire song is just It's just packed With euphemisms For for sex And some of them Dude some of them Just make No fucking sense (laughs) My My favorite is Is the pudding hatch With the boink swatter Oh that's a good one Yeah like what the fuck? A boink swatter? <laughs> like like <laughs> just the word boink too, and putting it next to swatter are two very kind of funny words. And and <laughs> I I guess it was it was just a, like an email thread from, from JP and, and Jared back and forth on who mm-hmm. could just be funny of, of, of <laughs> sending euphemisms for sex, and that's how the song kind of came about.
2: It did, and it's so that's funny cute. Like- Ah, dude, it, and yeah, because none of them make really any sense, but every time they they say something, it makes like you understand what they're trying to to get by. Like my my two favorites, the first one is because it's just it just sounds really, vul- really vulgar, but it's not. It's batter dip the cranny axe in the gut locker. And it just it just sounds the gut lock the gut locker like <laughs> the gut locker so part gross, for
1: dude. sure sounds very vulgar <laughs> <laughs> the gut the gut locker in the ham wallet are <laughs> that for sure very
2: very vulgar sounding uh, and then and then the the other one that I really like was uh, pressure wash the quiver bone in the fish wrinkle that was that's a good one too that's a really good one oh my god the, like th- those are my two favorite you know euphemisms right there but another lyric i really like was in the pre-chorus when uh it's it's just the way he he sings or he kind of like sings or raps it but it's the it's when he de- when he says i brazilian wax poetic so hi- hypothetically like like he's just very like his de- because that is Jimmy him Pop's, yeah did that his delivery is so smooth
1: that perfectly like exemplifies what he is best at. Like waxing poetic. If you think waxing poetic is just using as many fucking words as possible. So you can write poetry and sound better than you actually are. That's like mm-hmm. waxing poetic. That's what he does best. Oh, and then you so put, it. and then put br- like Brazilian wax poetic thing in front of it. <laughs> so like he's taking like an iconic classical term of, of waxing poetic and then sexifying it. And that is like <laughs> perfect Jimmy pop.
2: It is. He, he. I mean, lyrically, I think he's like one of the best ever. Like he's so, he's so clever. It's, it's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. It's so childish at times, but. Fuck, Dude, and like
1: even, even just, I don't know if this is the, it's cause it's not alliteration, but whatever the right word, cause the line before it, and he says in lieu of the innuendo in the, in, no, in the end, no, my intento. My intento. Yeah. It's not I, like, I don't. I'm you know I'm not like that into the the poetry stuff, but whatever that that word is, where he's rhyming the latter part of each word, mm-hmm. and he does it like four times in just one line, and it's so seamless, and it's <laughs> almost like this entire song was crafted around just that one line
2: oh that yeah it could it could have been
1: it truly is amazing, yeah Did this like and then just like musically the first note to kick off this entire song, right. A little weird. It's just a and then it goes into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I love that. I love the like the back and forth play between the bass and the guitar. It's almost like you don't even really know who's leading who. Which one's like the lead? Is it is the bass playing the lead part, and the guitars just doing like the harms? I don't know. Yeah. And then there's chicka chickas, dude. There's chicka chickas. <laughs> That's in true. This. There's so
2: many chicka chickas. Yeah. Come on. Uh, did you? Uh, have you? Have you ever watched any of their live videos at all? I did this week, yes. Did you notice anything that was kind of suspicious?
1: I watched honestly a lot of the live videos I watched were in Germany. I don't know if that was just a coincidence or if they played a lot in Germany, or they, if they were allowed lot, to play yeah. a lot in Germany. But a lot of the videos I watched were in Germany.
2: And yeah, they, uh, they 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 play they toured mostly in Europe, but they toured they played a lot in Germany and even. Uh, Evil Jared lives in Germany and he's lived in Germany since like 2006 when he pretty much exiled himself from the U S but yeah, he does a bunch of like TV shows over there and like, he's like a pretty, pretty decent celebrity in Germany, like in TV and like prank shows and shit like that. So, and he speaks fluent German too. Pretty weird. Huh. But, but you didn't notice anything about the plane at all. Did you?
1: I mean, I would assume because that having some type of backing track because Jimmy doesn't play anything, and there's a lot of noise going on, and whoever the drummer is, he's not like a great drummer. I don't know if he's a bad drummer or not. They mm-hmm. just never has the opportunity to, to let loose, but like clearly, the electronic sounds aren't coming from that acoustic kit that he's playing.
2: Yeah, but also, uh, Evil Jared doesn't know how to play bass. Like he's, he cannot. If like if you if go back and watch like a live video of him. He's struggling to even play like, like simple notes, like simple four on the floor. Kind of just kind of, it, dude. It's it's kinda, it's bad, dude. The guy's been playing bass for thirty years, and he can't. He. It seems like he has a real difficult time of just getting down the simplest shit. And what I've always thought was really cool was like the bass line and the bad touch. I've always thought that bass line is really really cool and really catchy and unique. But then when you watch them playing that song live. He just plays like the 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 four the four basic notes essentially like the rhythm of the rhythm, and then he does, he he can't play the bass. He cannot do it
1: for it's sure. Crazy, like the bassline and the bad touch is like one of the most different things the bass has ever done in their career because yeah. it's not just matching the pace of the song. It's, it's weird. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's to be strange. fair, like like Fox and the Nuntis or just. Iterations of the bad touch. Oh, but, totally, yeah.
2: Especially in this. But, but it
1: is kind of funny that, that you say that because I notice a lot that Jared spends so much fucking time either with his shirt off, his pants down, kissing Jimmy, <laughs> bothering Jimmy, touching Jimmy's yeah. wiener, doing whatever he can to do anything yeah. besides playing bass.
2: Yeah, it's true. And then anytime he does play bass, he's so focused on what he's tr- trying to play. But even... That, like, if you... like you know, like when you watch somebody who's never really played the guitar or the bass with like their picking hand, like they kind of like their picking hand is like kind of like spread out and it looks really awkward and uncomfortable. And that's what he looks like. Like he's very focused on what he's trying to play, but it's like the most basic, the most basic line you could (laughs) ever fucking play on the bass. And it's just kind of like, dude, why did you never, you've been in this band for so long. Why didn't you ever try to get better? I don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, that's but weird. He I mean, I mean he is a great showman. Honestly, he has a great stage presence and he fucks with a lot of people, including people in the crowd.
1: Dude, even like just but, naturally getting better just from if you call it just jamming. Like yeah, you just, just get better. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he just never got better.
2: <laughs> never did. It almost made me think like cuz I was watching a lot, I watched a lot of videos and it, I was wondering like do they is his bass even on? i was really curious because i think i'm like a ghost uh, I watched, player in the back <laughs> dude i watched i watched like three i think i watched yeah i watched three ba- three live versions of the bad touch all from different eras of the band and every single time he plays it the same way but i can't actually hear his bass line like i can hear whatever the backing track is but i can never hear his bass playing so i don't know if he actually plays i really don't think he does I think he's strictly there just to be, you know, essentially like the second frontman. I really man think that's that his would role be
1: that would be so pathetic, but so amazing coming from the Bloodhound yeah. Gang. <laughs> I know, that would be but so funny.
2: Go, go look. Go go back thinking that it, thinking that in your mind. Obviously, go go do that, and you'll you'll really start to pick up on it and understand like why wow, he's probably he's probably not playing the bass. Anyway, Fox. Truck. Anyway, Fox what the video? Truck. Great song. To talk about the video. The video. The video has Bam Margera. Uh, the video is really stupid too. They, the band themselves, are dressed up kind of classy, I guess. Not even classy, but just kind of like bougie and and Bam Margera is driving around in a car that's like looks like a banana, and it's just a dumb video. It's a dumb video.
1: It's, it's a very d- dumb video. It's um, I I like I like some parts of it. My favorite part Mm -hmm. is two things like there's a lot of stupid facial expressions and it's just, they're so immature and it's, it's stuff that you did as a kid when your mom's having the camcorder out and she's like filming you at like the Easter church play or whatever. And you Uh, have like a quick look and you give like this dumb facial expression when you're like 10, that's what it reminded me of. And then the the way the guy eats the banana at the end of it, dude, I've watched that like (laughs) 10 second clip probably like 15 times. It's so fucking nasty. This, like, I don't know if it's him making the <laughs> yeah. sound or if they're just like overdubbing the sound onto him because it's just so aggressive and it. disgusting. Yeah, the amount of slop <laughs> that is going into eating that banana. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. Oh my that's gosh. good stuff.
2: And clearly, Bam was only in the video because he was so popular at the time.
1: That's okay. It was. But it wasn't a bad era fine. of Bam, though. It was. It was. No, it, was, it wasn't. Yeah, it was during his. He's, you know, he's fine. He's fine.
2: Yeah, and I mean, they were actually friends. They had been friends years right. prior. They grew up in the same town and everything. So it wasn't just like a, I don't know. Yeah, rural
1: Pennsylvania. Like, Who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know, but it, it was. It was a fun video. It wasn't. I, I. I wouldn't. I don't. They don't really have any good, great, or great videos. I should say. Some of their videos videos are fun, but none of them are great. But yeah, anyway, That's do, you, do you got anything else on the video or?
1: No, that is it. That is it for Foxtrot.
2: Okay. Anything Kill else it. on the song? No, We're I'm good. good. I'm good. Okay. So then what's your, what's your BB? My like BB is,
1: is uh, Untis.
2: Ah, really? I, I'm surprised, yeah. honestly.
1: It's, it's hard. Dude, this was the song that we did. This was the song that we always would sing. And they, this, this is the <laughs> song that. Everybody in our friends group, even like people that just don't listen to this music at all, like yeah. this song. And it was just such an anthem for us being like eighteen and nineteen, early twenties. <laughs> God so damn. Dumb. It is such a man, this is this is like literally in a, a bad touch part two. Exactly what it oh, is. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. And even, even I, think,
2: I think catchier, honestly.
1: I do I I also think so too. But even even so too, like like on the least you could do, that is also a, mm. a fucking ripoff of untis, which is a ripoff of bad touch, but whatever, which <laughs> is go which goes into the whole overarching thing with them only writing like five songs, but i That's I think though. man, dude, like untis, his voice is so smooth, it's never strained, it's never raspy, it's never nasally, it's just a nice, smooth, continuous, beautiful flow, yeah. I'm like, come it on! It really is. It's a fucking techno song that is being mouthed. They're it's mouthing mouthed. the words.
2: It's just it. It's such a good like sarcastic way of making fun of this style of music too. I know. I know because J- Jimmy Pop wrote most of this record, or he most he wrote mo- almost everything the Bloodhound Gang has ever done. And for everything I was reading, he was after like touring the Hooray for Boobies album. Dude, I love saying that record. That <laughs> stupid title it's so dumb. Uh, after touring that record the, he got really into like you know the club scene in europe and that's where a lot of this record was inspired by it was inspired by was was the euro clubs and uh and this this is like a this is a great way of him kind of paying you know not, i don't want to say respect to the genre but also making fun of it at the same time but i don't know dude he's just he's so he's so fucking funny and so genius and because this song shouldn't be good. It should not be good. It's it's silly. It's it's the silliest thing you could have done to make fun of this song, or to make I, fun of this genre. Yeah, I,
1: I read I read a an interview that he did in two thousand five, and he said the reason why this album is so electronic based is because when they were playing in Germany a lot, they got an endorsement from some German electronic s- company, and they mm-hmm. gave him a bunch of shit for free just like a bunch of electronic <laughs> equipment and so they're like fuck it let's let's just use it let's let's see what we can do with all this stuff and that's why this is so like electronic driven compared to like earlier albums
2: or even the rest of this record this is the most electronically driven on the entire record
1: i mean this entire record is electronic driven but for sure this yeah, song this is the most by far and away, is an electronic song
2: yeah it- definitely is should we play a little bit of it and then jump into the lyrics real quick or what do you think yeah okay okay so here's a oh no wrong song here we go here's a and tis and tis that's the actual name of the song from the bloodhound gang Unt, umt, umt, baby baseline man it's it's almost identical to the bad touch yeah it's so good though i love it so (laughs) uh what do you got lyrically on this one
1: i don't know i I really didn't know what this one was about i thought it was just like a goofy a goofy thing that he was just trying to make somebody he was just sexualizing somebody i don't know i really don't know
2: yeah okay i i what i I think to kind of go along with to go along with the uh making fun of the whole genre. I feel like lyrically he's just talking about how every dance song, every club song is about like hooking up with a chick at the club or after the club and trying to seduce the the girl or whatever. I feel like that's what it is. And I it's just making fun of that entire scene musically, lyrically. Um my I there's three lines in the song from the first verse. That I've always thought was just super funny and very just clever, honestly. So so it's it's the lines, let the banana split and watch it go right to your thighs. Copper feel, copper field style, abracadabra, that bra. Do you think I can pull it off? <laughs> I just it's so like everything is just so smooth, especially the copper feel, copper field style and then the abracadabra that bra. Dude, it's He's a he's he's a fucking lyrical genius. I am just going to put it out there and say that. He's so good. He's so he's
1: good. honestly he's the best there's ever been at like I mean I, I don't know what the category is but for like like abrasive wit he's he's yeah. the best there's ever been. Mm-hmm. Like for sure. And and his I don't know his ability to kind of string words together to mean a lot of different things but also be very vulgar and disgusting, but mm-hmm. with a little class. Like He's he's never just, just throwing out. <laughs> no, he definitely has class, but it's masked <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the over-vulgarity like vulgarity of some of his words that he throws out. But he for sure has class, because, again, much like rap in the 90s that was very bitches and hoes. They were different. Gang was different. He had a little bit of class, even though what he was talking about was exponentially more vulgar than anything rap had talked about
2: at that time. There was a little class especially, to it. Especially a lot of it was toilet humor, too. It's. Churched it's just it up a like little bit. Pooping and diarrhea and, you know, shit like that. That's well, a lot of it. Yeah. And,
1: and then the music video talking about toilet humor and, and bathroom humor.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is that. Okay, <laughs> that's so all, that's there's all the fuck video is. There's a couple of things there. So, one. There was a at some point somebody said the Pixies are in the video. Not the that band? I know who the yeah the the band the Pixies, Jimmy oh. Pop was like a big Pixie fan, and not that I know okay. what they look like. Somebody said they were there, and then the 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 band that was playing in the stall, I read that was Electric Eel Shock.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Electric Eel Shock. Yeah. Okay, so first because of all, they... like
1: talk about a band that I had forgotten about, Electric Eel Shock, dude, <laughs> fucking dope. <laughs> What a band, yes.
2: right? And that's how I heard about this band because oh. they op- they they opened up for Bloodhound Gang when I saw them at House of Blues and everybody in the crowd was just like blown away by them because they're fucking cool as hell. They're, they're this, if nobody knows, they're this band from Japan, a trio, and they just play this really cool like heavy metal rock music but in kind of like almost a, sar- not a sarcastic way, but just like a, they're very fun. They're very, very fun, and I, like when I saw them, like none of them speak English at all, so <laughs> they're just kind of like they're just like playing. I don't know. It's it's just so cool. And then they play they play uh they they have a a cover of War Pigs from Black Sabbath, but it's like one of the coolest covers you'll ever hear. Of Iron song. Man. Like, no, yeah, it's Iron Man. Sorry, not War yeah, because they Man. speed yeah. it up like like yeah, triple time significantly, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, That that was that was. I think that was a song that you showed me to get me into Electric Eel Shock. Yeah, because I remember.
2: Yeah, because after we saw the after after that show, I went and bought. I went to Tower Records and I bought two of their CDs because Tower Records for some reason had them, and I bought two of them, and then I think I burned a copy for you of one of, of the one with Iron Man, or maybe I put it on your iPod or something. But yeah, no, they were they were. I don't know if they're still around. I haven't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're still around. I Haven't looked. Dope but band. Yeah, they're 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 really cool. Three piece Japanese band. They spoke not a lick of English. It was so cool. And they imagine being the on tour Blood with Down like Gang.
1: yeah the Bloodhound Gang and you don't even speak English. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. and then imagine like this shit like Jimmy Pop is probably like at a party or whatever at the bar passing you drinks and you have literally no idea what's in that drink and it could be like <laughs> liquor, beer, piss, fucking diarrhea. <laughs> it could be vomit. anything
2: like you have no idea <laughs> i know fuck. oh especially after that oh fuck after that show man I'll, i've talked about it on the pod so i'm not going to touch upon it again but that was the wildest show i've ever been to and i've been to hundreds and hundreds of shows that was the the wildest craziest show i've ever been to shit i've seen nowhere else from any other band like just some, like weird Oh my god, dude. <laughs> dude the, the nudity, weird. the vomit, weird. the spit, the the bodily fluids, dude, it was oh my god. And it was disgusting. It was and I can't believe I stood in the front on the barricade the entire show. Oh, I got embarrassed. So gross. I got embarrassed by the Jimmy Pop embarrassed me at the show. It was wild. And then Friend of the Pod Balin was there in the back of the crowd. Didn't even know. Didn't even know. I was up front with friends, friends the before you friends, friends before friends. Yes. Dude. It's funny. It was just, it's just so funny. Cause once Baylin, cause when Baylin moved into the house here like a year and a half ago, we, we realized that we were at that show together, but didn't know. And then we were both just kind of talking and reminiscing about that show. And it was funny talking to somebody who was there and just kind of like thinking like, wow, like how did they get away with this? How, why did, either of us stay at that show because it was beyond disgusting. That I, I show think was like, fucking gross.
1: F- for sure now, any sort of nudity is is just I mean, you are you're you're done. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Like nudity is, is for sure that that one thing that you just can't cross that line.
2: Oh, and they cross that. <laughs> Evil Jerry Evil Jerry crossed that that line real good. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of us, right in front, this, in front of tonight. Like This was that
1: House of This was House of
2: Blues. House of Blues in Anaheim. His oh wiener my God! Was, like, what are you? Evil how? Jared's wiener was about two feet from my face. And That's we, unbelievable and, and, at the and House two, of Blues. And, and that was two girls downtown were Disney. Them off. And two girls had his wiener in his mouth. In that was mouth. downtown Disney. Downtown Disney had Disney. no idea what they were doing. Downtown Disney. The spit was flying. The vomit was flying. The dude Mickey Mouse okay, this
1: band, and they had no yeah, I, was, He had no idea.
2: And what, what, the craziest thing to me was that they didn't cancel that show like they didn't they didn't stop it like they played their entire set like they were throwing up on each other they had everybody in the crowd spit on them so there was a point where for like a good 10 seconds you just saw people spit flying over you and landing on the band and and them loving it and laughing at it and think about it now like covid can you imagine <laughs> everybody in the crowd? Everybody spitting in the crowd was sitting. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, just, it's, it was a completely different world, a completely different time. And oh my God, dude. The only thing that, the only thing that they didn't do was poop. Honestly, that was the only thing they didn't do. You that you know was of. Pooping. They probably pooped their pants or oh, something. They, they could have pooped, pooped their pants. Yeah, they could have. Fuck, dude, that was wild. And Insane. I remember Evil Jerry got really mad at his tech. Because he threw his base like as high as he could in the air and his tech didn't catch it because he threw it so, so high. And he started like screaming at the tech and everything just to be a dick, just to be a fucking dick. Like knowing full well he wasn't going to catch it, he just wanted to yell at him. God fucking dick, dude.
1: Wild, wild show. You know, I will
2: never, <laughs> never in my life will I, that show. <laughs> I remember every moment from that show. I burned permanently in my mind.
1: I good wonder if I've never
2: looked it up. I wonder if there's a video of that show somewhere. Ah, uh, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Let, let's continue. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Um, okay, okay. Okay. So your number one was in Tiss. Yeah. Do we have anything I else can't. on this song or what?
1: No, that's fine. We talked about the video and everything. The Wiper Room. Okay.
2: We talked about both videos, so that's good. That's cool. Yeah. We, we don't we, normally talk uh, about the videos too much.
1: Well, the videos. I mean, I guess the the other one was whatever's, but it had BAM in it, so that's always. A fun topic, mm-hmm. and, and like doing today's video is always, it was it was just really cool because like Electric Gillshock Shock, I totally forgot about that band, and they were like rocking in that little stall, and like yeah. it, <laughs> like the guitarist had one leg on the ground, smushed up against a stall, and the other leg was on top of the bass drum, and they were so cramped in there, but they were just dude, their hair was going back and forth, and they were rocking hard.
2: Yeah, damn, they're a cool band. Go check them out. Everybody, go check out Electric Eel Shock. They're 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 really fucking rad. Really rad. Uh, I kind want No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna play anything from them. What oh, what, no, is no, your, no. what is your What is your one B? It's I'm the least you could do. The best song. Come on. <laughs> oh, the
1: the the other version of Untis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love I love the keyboard part. It's just it's the keyboard part mixed with like the heavy drums and guitar, and like you could tell like the I don't, I think the drums are programmed drums. I don't think they're real because they sound too way too stiff to be a real drummer but it's okay they still have that like kind of fake swing to it and i just i don't know i've always thought this was like one of the catchiest most not most fun but it's one of the catchiest on this entire record what do you think of this one
1: this is just a good techno song because yeah like everything about this is electronic sounding whether or not it is electronic the the vibe of this is electronic and and like you said, that that little intro part and the keyboards in general, but then the way the snare hit—just that one single snare hit—kicks off the entire song. It still <laughs> so has that good. rock edge to it, but mm-hmm. it is just like a techno song. There's a the little breakdown parts yeah. here or there, but they're just they're just like slowed down instrumentals because this is a techno song, and that's why that's why it's so good. Like this, this is my three B, and I like. I like that his voice is so nasally. It is so nasally on this <laughs> yeah. one, this one.
2: It really is. It's, but it's, it's also just, I guess with any techno song, it's just like repeats itself over and over again. There's no, there's no complexity to this song, but that's no. okay. It's, it's totally okay with this song. And just the, the, I'm the least you could do. Oh yeah. It's the, oh, and I yeah. love the, oh yeahs in the chorus. It's so, um, it's just very kind of like, I don't want to say doo-wop, but it's, it's just so catchy. It's so And,
1: and like, like the ending to the chorus itself, how it leads back into the chorus, or into the verses, it's so fluid. Like the, when the bass drum comes mm-hmm. back in and that bass, you know, that beat, like it's so fluid. It's just, it never misses a beat, but it doesn't sound abrupt where they're just like forcing it in there. It's very fluid.
2: Uh Where you said the drumbeat, right? That doom cat, doom cat. Yeah, like it sounds like it's very like drum and bass, industrial sounding. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't fit the rest of the song. It's really good, but like lyrically going back into the verses too, because the 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 chorus is "I'm the least you could do if only life were as easy as you," and then going back into the verse, the last line is "I would still get screwed." I mean, just the chorus right there—it's so simple, but it's so clever at the same time. I love that. I love the chorus. And then some of the lyrics, uh, it's part of the first verse, I guess you could say, but I'll just read through it real quick. It says, even the odds of having you against me with your crotchless jihad on blue balls evidently are almighty good God. So angel dust my soul like James Brown. Like there's there's a lot of words. Like I didn't I didn't like say it like the way he does. You're he almost such, like, there though. Cool you're still, kind, you're still I was kind almost of reading there. it. See, it's with, hard not to do <laughs> with, it. <laughs> it's hard not to with your crotchless jihad on blue balls evident- i can't even do it like jimmy pop Evidently. like it's
1: yeah.
2: like he's a den na like he has that it's very melodic the way he he raps the part but i always love the line too so angel dust my soul like james brown oh, it's so it's so good it's so just it just sounds so rad and then the the next part is street legal horror Hauling so much stunning ass. <laughs> Sell yourself short, like Bridget at the Bunny Ranch. And then when you look up who Bridget from the Bunny Ranch I, was, I, I did that was, this week
1: too. She was a little person. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was. A, yeah, she was a midget yeah. at the Bunny Ranch. She was some uh, uh, uh. centerfold, I guess. I don't know. Just somebody, somebody, some midget nude at the, uh, who hang out at the Bunny Ranch. I thought that was really funny. Well, you know, the Bunny Ranch short. was.
2: Well, the Bunny Ranch is a is a brothel. Did you ever watch that HBO documentary on on it? I was just thinking about it. It was like a reality called? show. What's it called? It was called um Oh my god. The fuck, I used to watch it on HBO. It was on the, or Showtime or HBO back in the early early 2000s. And
1: yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh my about. god. I can't think of it either. Yeah.
2: And then and then one of the main Ooh. girls, like the most popular one there was Air Force Amy.
1: Air Force Amy.
2: Because she was in the Air Force very briefly and then she became a prostitute and she worked at the brothel and she was the most famous girl at the brothel but yeah it, it was a, if you ever look it up you, it it's called oh my god what is the name of it oh what is, i can't even think it's right it's gone now. forever it's done but anyway yeah, it, it it was a it was a reality show about uh the brothel about moonlight bunny ranch dude i got to look it up hold on one second moonlight bunny ranch show what was it called Sh- cat house cat house That's cat what it that was called. cat house it had two seasons it was in 2005 yeah and it was about the moonlight buddy ranch the cat brothel and, and and what it was was it kind of like followed like five or six of the different girls who were at the brothel and like kind of what they did at it and like what they what they specialized in at the brothel it was it was weird and then but it i it was interesting it got say, two believe. seasons got two seasons yeah but yeah, sell yourself short, like Bridget at the Bunny Ranch. Like, what a reference right there. So good. <laughs> oh God, should we play a yeah. little bit of it and then talk about it more? What do you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. I, I I love this band. I love this record. So it's it's a good. Here we record. go. Uh, here's, I'm the least you could do from the Bloodhound Gangs. I There you go. A little bit of, I'm the least you could do from the Bloodhound Gangs. Um, <laughs> what, so what do you have lyrically on this? Like what he's talking about?
1: Um, let me see. Oh, I thought this was uh, I thought this was about him. I thought this was about him trying to have sex with someone who constantly tells him no or makes excuses, but will either have like have sex with others or he's talking about a prostitute. Or the person like flaunts their sexuality in front of him, mm-hmm. causing him to like get them blue balls. But <laughs> like overall, it's it's just about him realizing this person, regardless if that was even correct or whatever. I think overall, it's about him taking advantage of somebody with uh, quote unquote daddy issues and exploiting those uh-huh. bad memories yes. to get with somebody.
2: Yeah, I I I'm with you on that on the last part for sure. I think it's it's him kind of taking advantage of of somebody who he feels is just really stupid. But almost like he has a conscience in this one. Like like should he be doing this? Should I be doing this with this girl? No, he has no
1: he he has no <laughs> conscience whatsoever. When he says, "When my fumbling breaks you, should I thank your dad for the damaged goods?" Like oh, that's it's such so a that's up. such a condescending douchebag thing to say. It really is. Like, oh, after I, I, I hit it and quit it, as it were, should I call your dad and, and thank him for being a bitch to you your entire life? Oh, just, it's so it's bad. So, it is. It's so fucked up. <laughs> why are you uh, laughing? <laughs> I don't know, because it's just like,
2: it's not because it's necessarily funny. It's just because it's so outrageous. Like It's so like taboo. Like, You've got to laugh. Yeah, I know, right? It, it's it's to the point where it's uncomfortable. But it's I don't know. It's just too outrageous, you know? This is like the equivalent of like 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 dark
1: comedy or black comedy, you know? Like this is it's yeah. so taboo, it's so edgy, it's so despicable and disgusting that he's hitting the bottom <laughs> of the barrel at this point you have to laugh. <laughs> Otherwise it's so it, uncomfortable.
2: It, it, <laughs> that honestly that that's a good way of putting it. Like bloodhound gang they are the bottom of the barrel when it comes to humor, but I don't mean that in a negative way necessarily. I feel like like all of that is very intentional, and yeah, dude, it's bad. It's bad. Well, look, look at
1: look at guys like Dave Attell, right? Like made a career out of like dark that's and black so comedy, funny, dude. and it's like that's like in a comedic standpoint, dark and black comedy is fine, but when it comes yeah, to yeah. to music, all of a sudden now it's it's not okay so that's i don't know i never got that but
2: that's true I, that, that, that's a good point that's a good point point.
1: and i don't even think that's the most fucked up thing he said on the entire record i think the most fucked up thing on the entire record that he said was on no hard feelings
2: but we'll oh yeah there's later. a lot of there's a couple yeah yeah we'll get into that uh, i mean yeah he's he's, he's fucked no filter like literally no <laughs> fucking filter i know To the point where one of their songs, not on this record, but what the song Yellow Fever was never like it's you can't find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can only find it on YouTube or, you know, if you have like an old CD or the original vinyl of that record, like that's the only time that song has been released because lyrically it's it's pretty bad. (laughs) It's pretty bad. It's just it's so
1: condescending.
2: Yeah. I don't, I honestly don't feel like he, like, like in real life, I don't think he's a bad guy. Like, I don't, I think what he's saying is just to be a dumbass, just to be like, I don't think there's like ever been like an, like, like intentionally trying to hurt somebody. You know what I mean? It's, it's,
1: it's, it's very much like our group of friends, our, our studs group chat that we have. We purposely try and say things. To piss each other off, oh, to dude, to so make each other upset, and like on this pod too, like we literally do things that we know will trigger the other person, and
2: yeah, like oh, yeah we know
1: totally. that's that's why we do this. Jimmy Pop just does it on like on a macro level, and instead of pissing off his friends,
2: he'll piss off like Pisses a continent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Look at look at what you know. They 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 were banned from playing in Ukraine for five years because. Like an evil Jared pissed on a, uh, on a Ukrainian <laughs> a flag. flag. <laughs> and this is, this was in 2013. This was in 20, this wasn't like in the nineties. This was like less than 10 years ago, No, you know? And then, cause they, they, they were playing in Ukraine and then they were supposed to go to Russia. So then he pissed on the flag and then they, they almost got arrested for that or they did get arrested, but then, and then they got questioned. And then as on their way to Russia, they were told like, you can't come into the country, like go home. And then they ended up having to go home. And then they got harassed by like, like people, like like citizens of Ukraine. Like they came to the airport and like were threatening the band, and they were trying to stop them from going home. But then, yeah, it, became, it was like a big thing back back in twenty thirteen, all because he pissed. Or no, he pissed on the flag, but he also like, oh no, he pissed on the Ukrainian flag. But then he took a Russian flag and like put oh, it down the front of in his, his pants. Yeah, like yeah, like he, like he put wiped it down his the front of his pants, his butt, the, butt, like a cartoon his character. Bat, yeah. That's what he did with the Russian flag, and that's why they couldn't go into Russia, because he did that with their flag. And he just did it just to be a fucking dick. Like, <laughs> I mean, that wasn't Jimmy Pa, that was Evil Jared, but <laughs> damn, dude, you, you're still doing this shit in 2013. Like, that's wild. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that's fucking wild,
1: dude. I, I actually watched that specific video where he shoved it into his pants and pulled out his ass. <laughs> pulled
2: out the back. <laughs> God, it was so funny. It's like so disrespectful too. <laughs> like that's, to to like the Russian government, like of all the governments to do that to, you do it to the Russian government. Like at, when you're go- when you're going there, like you're doing that. <laughs> like no. Like you're just asking for trouble.
1: Like one of the top oh, 3 wild. governments that will like put you in a hole and nobody ever hear from you again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's but like that's that type of shock, uh, that shock and awe. That's that we crave that as humans. That's what we need, like dating back to like gladiators, right? That's what we love. We love being shocked. We love being entertained. Are you not entertained? We love it. I love it.
2: <laughs> oh my god, that shit's wild.
1: Wild stuff, dude. Okay. What, what song are we talking about?
2: Uh, I'm the least you could do, but mm. let, let's move on. What's your what's your tubi? Uh, farting with the Walkman
1: on—that's your number two. Yeah, I got farting with the Walkman on. No way, on, Ralph Wiggum—that's my then, number eight. And then Fox Shit. Trot.
2: And that's all you got for bangers? No, those are just my top four. Oh, do you want to get into farting with the Walkman on? Yeah, I think it's awesome.
1: Why do you hate this song? <laughs> I, mean, first of all?
2: I know I like this song a lot, but dude, it's—I it's love it's an eight banger
1: i love the simplicity in this it's a slow burn it's a gradual crescendo that pays off probably more more well it pays off better than any other song on this album because it's just it constantly grows yeah dude look at how it starts and look at how it ends what other song does it on this album? there's
2: like no lyrics
1: of course there's like no lyrics yeah not a lot there's tons of lyrics
2: I honestly, I don't. (laughs) I don't know what he was trying to talk. I don't know what he was talking about in the song. I I couldn't. I couldn't figure it out.
1: I got. I got. This was about like a bad relationship, but it was masked in a funny, clever fart song, like covering your ass, like that double entendre of literally Mm -hmm. trying to cover your ass so you don't let farts leak out, and then also (laughs) covering your ass because you're cheating shit or whatever. But like the farting with the Walkman on part has the idea of like out of sight, out of mind or being clueless. Like just because you can't hear your own farts doesn't mean everyone else can't on the same token. Mm-hmm. It seems like Jimmy's pointing out that just because this person in question spitting out all this bullshit in line doesn't mean everyone else has to believe it. And I just like the idea of somebody farting with the Walkman on and thinking they're scot-free.
2: I think it's so funny. (laughs) It is. It is. It is pretty funny when you think about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like you can have a walk and a Walkman. Like this wasn't in the 90s.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like he had to throw in the Walkman,
1: yeah. It's fucking 2005. Uh, So like that's, I think it's so fucking funny.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, honestly, outside of the lyrics, just the, the visual or the, the, what you imagine just the title being and looking like is just so stupid, it's so dumb.
1: And like, dude, the first uh, line is, "I know you're gonna play me when you get wind," and it's, <laughs> yeah, I know that's a like, like I know you're gonna play me when you get wind. Like, get wind is like when you know somebody figures out yeah, what's you, happening.
2: You, like, yeah, oh, I or when you pass gas.
1: I got wind of something like I know what's happening right now and I know you're going to play me like I know you're going to like come and fuck me up verbally and emotionally when you when you figure out what's happening but then also like I know I know you're going to play me speaking from the Walkman term when you get gassy and I think it's such a (laughs) man it's just such a cool song that it's two completely different meanings to me but are blended (sighs) so perfectly into one really dumb song
2: yeah it really is and i mean as immature it is, as it is hearing somebody say fart or farting in a song is just it's so it's so dumb i i love it though fucking love it
1: farting with the mock <laughs> man on oh, i love it so much god it's farting, so fucking funny
2: to me farting <laughs> Like, he even tries to, like, be melodic when he's singing. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last part, he goes
1: farting, and then the one's farting, and, like, it draws it out <laughs> so much. And then, like, dude, when the distortion drops in, it's so obnoxiously loud and fuzzy. Like, it's, it doesn't even need to be like that. But they do it anyway. And the yeah. guitar strum pattern, and, like, the amount of bass and the drum beat. Dude, I, I absolutely love this song.
2: It is funny. It is funny. Yeah, but damn it, that's that's a high banger. That's a really high banger. Two B, baby. All right. Let, do you want to play it a little bit? <laughs> no, that's all right. Are get you the sure? gist of it.
1: That's nah, fine. It's we, your got 2B, of, we, we got a lot of songs to play. It's two B. Okay, okay. You want to play? You want to play. You want
2: to play? No. It's up to you. What, what do you want to do? I'll, I'll play. I'll play a little bit of it. We have a ton so of other songs to get there. If you want to play, you can play. I don't know. Oh my god. Then we want to go to another song. You're not. What do you want to do? I, this is your pod. This is your pod. What do you want to what, do? What, what's your 2B? It's Foxtrot. What was your one So we already oh, talked about. I'm the least you was could I'm do. I'm the least you could do, yeah. Uh, what's your 3B? What's your Wait, what was your 3B? I, I know you, you just said it, but... Uh, was it... One, was it... Not Intis. It was Foxtrot, wasn't it? Oh, uh, b Ralph Wiggum. Oh, that's my number 3, too. That's my 3B okay. as well. Ralph yeah. Wiggum. So let's get into that. Let's get into this. I mean, uh, this is a big one. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a big <laughs> <end>. <laughs> I remember, I, okay, so I remember before they released this record, on their website, the Bloodhound Gang said that Jimmy Pop, like he like under, he it said on the site that, that Jimmy Pop decided to, or he thought it was a good idea to take, to make an entire song based around The Simpsons and every line being a different line from The Simpsons. So I remember thinking in my mind uh, that it was just going to be like random lines from the show, but no, it's every line is a line from Ralph Wiggum except for the chorus, which is from his dad, but literally every line is from, from Ralph. And then on the actual inner sleeve of the booklet, the CD booklet, it credits every episode, the line, each line is from, and that's impressive. Like, that's really cool. It's fucking cool as hell.
1: Yeah, especially coming from uh, a time when like like it wasn't th- as easy as as it is now to just type in Ralph Wiggum quotes. Like that's uh-huh. that's a lot of work. That's just a lot of fucking work. And and as vulgar as Jimmy Pop is, as as much as people hate him or talk shit in him or whatever, I mean that's just like putting like pen to paper and doing work. Like that's what lyricists do best <laughs> is when they
2: do work, and that's these doing work. It almost Respect seems like it's it. not even worth it. It's, <laughs> it's so just, worth it. It's such a it's such a dumb fucking idea. Ah, uh, but what would you expect from the Bloodhound game? This is
1: but but like this is what lyricists do is they put in a ton of work for things that may or may not have any payout.
2: So good for him. <laughs> good it's for true. him. And then when when you go when you actually go into Genius lyrics, uh for this song, every every quote actually has a, an annotation and it tells you exactly what episode the quote is from.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, that was amazing.
2: <laughs> so I was looking through them all and there's one where, where it just says, I'm a brick. And that, that particular annotation actually has a video, a YouTube video with it. and It's literally Ralph being thrown through a window yes. and him landing in the classroom, just saying, I'm a brick. <laughs> they, like, they, he,
1: he gets thrown into the Simpsons house. He lands in like the oh, little Okay, I thought it was a yeah. classroom. Okay. He says, I'm a brick. <laughs> it's it's funny because like Ralph Wiggum is kind of is kind of like Jimmy Pop because he's very misunderstood. There are times in this in the Simpsons. I mean, dude, Simpsons is such a phenomenal show. And it's there are times in the show where Ralph <sighs> gets his own episode. He gets time to shine. There are, he's he's a multifaceted character like everybody else in The Simpsons. And and but everyone precedes him as just dumb. As just a dumb, dumb yeah. idiot, much like Jimmy Pop and the Bloodhound Gang. So it was very, it was very interesting <sighs> that they
2: used Ralph Wiggum, and because he has a lot of funny one-liners. Dude, it's so, it's so dumb. Like it doesn't. And when you actually look at all the lyrics lined up, none of it. I mean, the, there was no reason. Like none of it makes sense. There's no story. There's no. There's nothing more than just let's take a bunch of quotes from Ralph Wiggum and then throw them in here, because I mean, the the, the line was President Lincoln okay mittens <laughs> like what <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> and then there's there's a dog in the vent chicken necks like chicken what necks? <laughs> I I don't <laughs> oh, I just it's so do you know what that's from or
1: I do I I I'm, just after reading them on like the genius thing too, I recognize all of them. But I mean, my favorite Simpsons quote, like of all time is, is on here. And I, I'd, I'd still like even like Ryan friend of the pod, Ryan will, will say this and various people, but go banana. Like that's, that's one of my like that? favorite Simpsons quote. That's, that's when they're in the bus and they're going, they're going on a field trip somewhere, but they don't end up getting there. But like bar and Milhouse and Nelson, they all roll fruit down the back of the bus to the front of the bus as like a race and like Bart rolls like an orange yeah. and Nelson's got like an apple and Milson or Milhouse goes like go grapefruit and then Ralph just plops down a banana and thinking it's gonna roll and says go banana <laughs> it's just like what the fuck and like this was back in the earlier days of the Simpsons when their comedic timing was just uh. on point and there was just enough yeah like like Zoom in on the banana laying there, just enough of that half second, and then <laughs> cut to something else that made it so damn funny. But that one, and then uh. the I pick Ken Griffey Jr. That was another funny one. That was when they they were mm-hmm. choosing baseball teams. It was Ralph and Bart. They were team captains, and Bart was like, "I choose Millhouse." And then just like randomly, all these baseball superstars <laughs> would just happen to walk on screen during Ralph's pick. <laughs> Until so like King Griffey Junior. is just walking in the background <laughs> for some fucking reason behind like a picket fence, and he's like, yeah. "I choose King Griffey Junior." And Boris is like, "What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you <can't> pick him? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! This this oh. song is so fucking funny. It's so good.
2: It's so good. It is. And then re- reading through the lyrics, there, there's three lines consecutively that I think are. They're just so stupid and so funny. But the first line is the snowflake tastes like fish sticks. I laughed really hard at that one. And then we're a totem pole. <laughs> like, oh,
1: dude, that's a good one.
2: And then the last one is Dying Tickles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what Dying Tickles is from. I I mean, I'm not really much I'm not a huge Simpsons guy, but <laughs> yeah, it says it was taken from it. T- it was taken from the episode Treehouse of Horror twelve. I I don't know, but just just the words dying tickles like it's.
1: <laughs> dude, you gotta watch tonight. Tonight, I want you to watch oh. the, that 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 go banana episode because it happens in like the first five minutes, and it's just it's okay. so fucking funny. And, Let's see. and and Simpsons are just dude like in their heyday, they were
2: just unmatched, unmatched. Yeah, I mean I I, I love The Simpsons growing up, but then I kinda like fell out of it like the late nineties and Yeah, I just I never got back into it, but <laughs> what I'm trying <laughs> Dude, I, I typed in the Simpsons Go Banana and there's like a bunch of videos of that scene <laughs> just like immediately <laughs> pop up. But I, yeah. I wanna watch yeah. the whole episode.
1: It's 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 the episode that parodies uh, Lord of the Flies the cause, cause what okay. happens, <laughs> what happens is Millhouse's oh, yeah, fucking. Just looked, I just saw it. Millhouse's fucking grapefruit goes to the front of the bus and it gets stuck behind the brake pedal on auto, so he can't like press the brake. And then <laughs> they go into the ocean and they <laughs> it crashes and they all wash up on shore and then it becomes Lord of the Flies and it's real funny. And then actually Bart did something in that episode that I thought I could do as a kid and it did not work out the way I expected it to, cause which was lot like so, like all the food was in the, bu- the, the bus, and the bus sank to the bottom of the ocean, and Bart mm-hmm. wanted to get the food so they didn't starve to death. And Miles was like, "Oh, take my inhaler; you can breathe underwater." And I thought, as a kid, I could do that. I tried it one time, and it did not. <laughs> did you- it was bad. <laughs> it, it was so bad. Like if you've never experienced like what drowning could be like, that's. That's what. It, yeah, try that. It was I. Yeah, it was bad.
2: <laughs> you tried the inhaler, <laughs> but like,
1: but like, but like, if you think about like, it, it makes sense. Oh my
2: god! You're just breathing in more
1: air. Yeah, you know, steroid <laughs> air, but
2: it's yeah, air. just bringing in, breathing in medicine. Yeah, <laughs> chemicals and shit. <laughs> oh my god, it's so fucking funny. So the the episode. That we're referring to is called Das Bus or Das Bus. It was the f- it was episode fourteen of the ninth season of the show. So I'll, I'll probably watch it tonight after we pod. But what uh what what is it? It's on Disney Plus, right? The Simpsons.
1: Yeah, they're all on Disney Plus. Yeah. They fixed aspect ratio too, so it's not all stupid and fucking blown out. <laughs> okay,
2: man. I'll, dude, I'll watch this episode you,
1: tonight. Simpsons on a to kill this little tangent the simpsons Mm -hmm. just just it it is such a phenomenal show and it's 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 are you like the greatest cartoon of all time and it's one of the few shows where some of the actually almost all of the side characters get a lot of screen time and get really their characters get really fleshed out nicely and Mm -hmm. the biggest one-dimensional characters are the big four like Marge, Homer, Lisa, and, and Bart. Bart, yeah. Like those are the most one-dimensional characters in the entire series.
2: That's that's weird to think about. Yeah, it's really weird. But but I guess you gotta kind of you gotta have the the base guy, the base characters. You can't have like all the wackiness. You gotta have the base guys.
1: And as um, much as like I I love The Simpsons, I, I sing their praises all the time because it is a great show. And then people always say, "Oh, The Simpsons predicted this." Like, don't forget, everybody, they've been on for thirty-four fucking years.
2: That's, like I even can't a bro on a
1: broken clock is right twice a day type of thing, you know. So just because a Simpsons say, "A Simpsons," <laughs> just because. Simpson. Sim- <laughs> 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 what does that even mean? Just because a Simpsons say something and it comes true, like okay, the other million times they said something did not come true. So yeah, just throwing that out there for all you Simpsons conspiracies conspiracists.
2: So. There are two more lines that, that I think are funny too I'll just bring it up and then we can move on Or then no, we can play it and then move on uh, So and the, the, big, the first line of the second verse Is, him just, is just I'm Idaho And then <laughs>
1: That was a good one too
2: Another one is uh, Fun toys are fun
1: <laughs> Fun toys That makes sense Fun toys There are boring toys and fun toys Fun toys are fun
2: Oh, and then chocolate microscopes. I like that line, chocolate too. I don't know why. Microscopes. Oh, man, dude, that is. Dude,
1: dude the I'm Idaho one was him and Lisa and in, like, a, a, a pageant, and they all had to make their own costumes. And, like, everyone else had help except for Lisa and him. And Lisa was Florida, and it looked like shit. And then Ralph just had a sign, like a like an index card on his chest, taped to him, and just said Idaho. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god. It's pretty it's pretty amazing that you remember so many of these of the, just just these one liners.
1: Oh my god, wow. dude. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Didn't like the uh. whole like Ralphie get off the stage, sweetheart. where well, that's his that's his dad, Chief Wiggum. And, like he, his dad even realizes at some point that, his, that Ralph is that Ralphie's acting like an idiot. And so he's trying to like get him off the stage. Oh my <laughs> god. And the Yvonne et <laughs> that was when like they were trying to join the Navy subliminally and yeah. they made a made a, a pop band of him, Bart, Millhouse, and Nelson. Oh man. Oh dude, and then the oh say can you rock? Like if you watch that clip, they're in a pop mm-hmm. band, like a boy band, and they start off and you think they're gonna sing the, the the national anthem, oh say can you see? So it starts yeah. off like oh say can you and then it goes like rock and like F sixteens fly overhead and it's so cheesy and it's so fucking corny. And they it's all got so the little American. mic pieces on. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so boy band. Oh delicious, <laughs>
2: delicious. <laughs> Oh man This song is so good Yeah All right So song. here's a we're, we're, Yeah we're gonna we're, I'll play a little bit Of Ralph Wickham So here it is From the Bloodhound Gangs.
1: I'm going to Africa
3: Yes when I'm a it was President Lincoln Okay oh, Mitton There's a dog In the vent Chicken next, I pick And Griffey Junior I about now, two times
0: i'm
3: pedaling backwards this snowflake taste like fish shakes were a She's touching my special air.
2: There you go. There's, there is a little bit of uh, Ralph Wiggum from from the Bloodhound Gangs.
1: <laughs> you should see the leprechaun he's talking about. <laughs> Wait, what do you it's mean? Such, it's such a stereotypical fucking leprechaun. <laughs> he's got like a full beard and like bushy red eyes. <laughs> and it's, oh and yeah. He's got like a fucking cigar pipe in his mouth.
2: Oh my god! Yeah, it's so I see funny. right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh god, god damn dude. the show is so fucking good.
2: You know what also the uh <laughs> what was i going to say? Oh like musically this this song is really cool like it's a really good like punk song it has a really good guitar line as well. Like it's it, it's kind of unfortunate because the music gets overshadowed really by the lyrics on this one. Because of how silly they are, but there's some good guitar, good good music stuff going on on this one, on this song.
1: Dude, those little those little lead parts are like some of the best on the album for sure. Mm. It, it,
2: it follows it, his uh, vocal uh, melody uh, really, really well.
1: The guitars are super crunchy, but like it's again with those single note intros that they do, and they did it again in this one. I don't know why they yeah. do it and why they do it so often, but I love it. I love every time they do it. It,
2: it sounds so good. Instead of, like, that a four so count good. in, it's just,
1: like, everyone comes in once, and then they start. And I like mm-hmm. it. Love it.
2: Oh, my God. That's so good. Yeah. So, um, so that was your 3B? Oh, that was our, both of our 3 B. Sorry. Yeah, that was about, Yeah, Bs, Bs, uh, Bs. that was Bs, Bs, Bs. Uh, quite the discussion right there. Can
1: we just hit, like, the skits real quick? Because they're not bad skits, and I like all these skits.
2: No, I do, too. Yeah, I, I wanted to... Touch upon all the skits all at once too. So let's get into that. So should we start from the beginning or or what do you think? Yeah. Let's start from the beginning. (laughs) The opener, strictly for the Tardcore. Uh obviously not not PC, um, but it's stupid. It's a dumb way to start a record. And the fact that it's amazing. (laughs) Dreats. It's so dumb. Drats. after it's saying so like, like 1930s <laughs>
1: nothing like nothing has has jimmy pop has never not said a bad word because it was too raunchy because it was too taboo because it was too bad mm-hmm. like he's he'll say whatever the fuck he wants and the fact that he says drats that's what makes it so good <laughs> but then also it further kind of makes fun of will smith a little bit with like the not cussing thing even though will smith did cuss that's not a big deal. But it's just well, it's so quick. Fuck Will Smith. <laughs> it is. It's dude, it's funny. It's short. It's fast, a little nostalgic, and sets up like the goofy tone of the album. Yeah, absolutely. It. Like it's a perfect. Like intro. When, when
2: you look at when you look at most like hip hop skits, they're like a minute and a half, two minutes long. Yes. And most of the time they're not funny. And they just they drag down the entire record. But yeah, dude, no, these the I, I think at thing. most they're like nine seconds. Like That's a difference the difference between
1: a skit and a scene. It's like a skit, is a, yeah. it should be less than 20 seconds. Like hip-hop has gotten into this thing where we have scenes now, fucking short films. Dude, it's a skit. <laughs> it's a transition from one song to the next to bridge that gap. If you need to tell, if you need to further the story, I don't know. But don't be yeah. a fucking scene, it's a skit. But, yeah, but I will say,
2: good. the these skits don't, they don't, they don't transition any song into the other. They're just there to just be fucking weird and funny and stupid. But Well, then so, they get so into the, the second skit. Diarrhea Runs in the Family. Great that is, great title. That is the most aggressive <laughs> this disgusting is my favorite thing, thing I've ever heard. This is my is, favorite of the skits. So
1: well, like if just if just disgustingness could be aggressive, it would be this. It's let, let me, so me, fucking disgusting. <laughs>
2: Actually, I want to play it really quick because it's so fucking gross, and but it, it makes me laugh every time. So, so here's uh, diarrhea runs in the family. It's like less than ten seconds. Here we go.
3: I'm in the bathroom, so this message is probably going to sound like shit. <laughs>
2: it makes me laugh every time it is so fucking gross like the
1: worst part about it is is even though i know it's disgusting and it really does gross me out i never not listen to it i have to listen to it loud (laughs) i have to listen to it intently i have to pay close attention to all of the nuance in the (laughs) pooping parts and that's what really that's what really scares me
2: <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite parts about it is that it's clearly a voicemail left for somebody in the back. Because I, I don't know who who takes the dump, but I think it's Jimmy. It's Pop. Very clearly, it probably is. Oh uh, yeah, it probably is. But you know, he called somebody just to do this to them, and then he left the voicemail for them. Because
1: <laughs> he he did, but like, even the delivery is clever, right? I'm in the yeah. bathroom, so this is probably going to sound like shit. Sound like shit. <laughs> but that means like. I'm it interested, like the first, time, the first time you get got, you're interested in what he's going to say, right? So you're intently listening, you put down <laughs> whatever you're doing, and now you're listening fully. And then he actually fucking diarrhea's, and it's not even, <laughs> dude, like, it's just not even like a normal diarrhea. Like, he's pushing, he is trying hard oh, yeah, that's, to be as noisy violent. and disgusting as possible.
2: It's a violent shit. It's a I wouldn't even be
1: surprised shit. if you took like a bunch of fucking X lax or something to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's violent it's and so disturbing
2: good. it's so good and just the quality of it. i love that it's not even like professional grade like quality it's just straight up through a fucking cell phone <laughs> oh it's the best it's the best so the next one is uh overheard in a wawa parking lot so if you don't know i mean i barely knew until the on gang but wawa is like a market up in Pennsylvania, and it's like the market of that area. Um, it's like a Circle K. So Yeah, yeah, essentially, like yeah, like that. Seven Eleven, like a very small market. Yeah. So, overheard in a Wawa parking lot, and yeah, it's just it's stupid.
1: <laughs> I like to think that this is a replication of something that was actually heard by the band in a Wawa parking lot.
2: <laughs> I hope so. I, I don't. I, mean, I don't doubt it. It's so specific like it has to be it just has <laughs> yeah. to be so yeah. so that wait, that was the last the, there's three skits right yeah yeah just those three fuck
1: it's yeah so dumb. each it's so each funny.
2: unique each short. good stuffs yeah i dig em. i dig them so then what's your what's your 4b uh
1: it was foxtrot that was my 4b oh okay and then least you could do and then I mean now we're getting to like the bottom tiered stuff, which is still. I mean, really do we, we
2: want to talk about it or would you want to touch touch upon some of them or I did want to
1: touch upon no hard feelings just because I think like their most aggressively controversial outside of yellow fever line was on mm-hmm. this was on this song.
2: Wait, which line then?
1: It's September eleventh. Saw so, the September eleventh. He says he's Oh yeah. And and I, I think this song is about dumping someone he just didn't like. Mm-hmm. Overall, and and he says some pretty funny and very fucked up things, and he compares it to like a Hawaiian Punch mustache. And when I when I think oh, dude, about that's it, so funny. I just think like it, it's just not an attractive look. Like it's just gross. <laughs> like I, I mean, facial hair and body hair in general gross me out. But like a Hawaiian Punch mustache, that's nasty. That's some nasty stuff I don't like <laughs> it's it It's so nasty But then he says He misses her Like a hijacked flight On September 11th Yeah And it's this is 2005 And like it's, dude, a,
2: it's a good few years But still
1: But not nearly enough Like even today It's still not <laughs> Some people still and A lot of people still Think that it's not enough time Not that you should ever joke about Anything like this Maybe there's never An amount of time I don't know But Four years after, damn, like Patriot Act had just gotten like full swing in there <laughs> at this point and people were getting put yeah. in like fucking you know, offices and question about, about their nationality and their race and Harry he is like joking about September eleventh. I thought it was funny. I still laugh though.
2: I I it's, mean it is it is pretty funny.
1: It's it's one of those uncomfortable <sighs> laughs, like damn, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, funny. it's pretty it's pretty rough. Like some another straight, line like David Tell it,
2: shit i know dude david tell is one of my favorites he's he's so he's so quick and he's so subtle and sarcastic i i love his his stand. i mean because i don't really like stand-up at all but his stand-up is one of the few that i just i i like laugh hysterically at him i, ca- I can't <laughs> help it he's just so good at it He he's he really so is. mean to like Ah, oh, dude. He's, Everybody. He's unbelievable. He, really,
1: he is like the the stand up equivalent of like Jimmy Pop. Like, he, there's dude, he, nothing that he yeah. won't do.
2: Yeah, and he, even if he does take it too far, he's like, eh, I probably shouldn't have said that, and he'll just move on. Like, yeah, he'll like, he doesn't immediately really address that he, he took it like, far. Yeah, <laughs> just move on. Like, it's like, yeah, I fucked up. Let's go. Let, let let's let's move on to the next subject. No reason to dwell on it. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's really. I I love Dave Tell. Oh man! Oh, and then like the bumping mics with Jeff Ross,
1: so oh, good. good.
2: My God, dude! I I I watched that that twice within a week. That entire series within a week, and every time I was just I was cackling. I I I could not I could not stop. It was so fucking funny.
1: Dude, they don't dude, miss they, a beat.
2: Not at all. Like, and it's then even insane. when they had like other guys in the crowd, like. Like other comedians or others, like when they had Paul, when they got Paul Rudd to come up on stage with them, and they were just like roasting the shit out of him, but he was like a good sport about it. But oh, they yeah. just they they did not stop, and and then they were and then when Gilbert Gottfried was there, and they just like ripped Gilbert like a new one, like just like talking so much shit on that guy, like just for being so out of it. <laughs> Like how old are you? Like like, talking about how old he was and
1: shit? Paul Paul Rudd Uh. did well because he knew to shut the fuck up. Let them tease me and then I'll go back to my seat. Because Mm -hmm. again, much like in our group, like we we do things to make people talk and then we dissect whatever they just said to the point where they don't ever want to speak (laughs) again for the rest of their life. And that's 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 what like Jeff Ross and David Tell were doing. They were just waiting for Paul Rudd to say something, and he wouldn't say anything. He was like, yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. Yeah, He's yeah. smart. He's smart. That is very smart. He's v-
2: <laughs> Not to say like our friend, like the four of us in our group are like as funny as as David Tell and Jeff Ross, but we kind of do the. The same thing, like we we roast each other pretty fucking bad. Like, oh, we for sure do whatever
1: we can to to make the other person make one teeny tiny mistake, and then that is what we <laughs> that's what we ex- extrapolate on, and then and make their life miserable.
2: Yeah, we we hyper focus on one little detail until like the other person gets genuinely upset, and then we kind of and then and then we move on. It like like it's almost like we try to reach the person's breaking point, and then. To avoid any, like, real hard feelings, we move on. But then it's we, like, really weird.
1: ask them why they're getting so angry and then move on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but the best part about it is that out of the four of us, the, you and I are the only ones that don't get butthurt, Or, like, genuinely butthurt. Yeah. It's the sure. other two guys. Not going to say who, who they are, but the other yes. two guys, they're the ones that are, you know.
1: Well, to be fair, also, they get the they nasties get with each other.
2: That's true. No, you're right. Yeah, they do. They
1: cut, they cut deep. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: <gets really> <laughs> and neither of them know when to stop. Like, they don't That's know. The they don't know each other. They, they've literally known each other the longest, but they don't know how to, like, they don't know each other's boundaries, you know? So it's like, dude, like, you, you can tell when it's getting really bad in the group chat. Like, dude, I know I just them.
1: a fucking chat Like even then I'm like oh damn Like I know That's not gonna go well
2: <laughs> And then one of them Starts to bring up Something from like 12 years ago 15 years ago And you're like Dude <laughs> so why so You gotta true. bring that up <laughs> Like there's no reason To bring that up <laughs> uh, it's Fucking so plunging
1: rough. for shit
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good oh, times done. Yeah
2: Oh yeah. that group chat Dude the shit That's been said In that group chat Is never to be revealed it's good stuff. Uh, it is. Anyway, back to uh, no hard feelings. Oh, speaking of that, no hard feelings, yeah, all the hard yeah. feelings in yep. the group chat. But um, uh, do we do we, we want to play this? Do we want to talk about this more? No, nah, that's
1: all right. Really got. Okay. Dude, we're like almost done here. Really got like we're pretty much yeah, done. Yeah, pretty I much. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Pennsylvania gets. I song, mean, they, I don't want to. Like, yeah, the Pennsylvania.
2: St- Pennsylvania and balls out were the only ones I would I would want to talk about after this. Um, primarily because Pennsylvania, they actually petitioned to the state of Pennsylvania to make this the official song for the state, but they were eventually denied. No, of course. I mean, it's not like like a bad song. Like, it's very, for the Bloodhound Gang, it's very tame.
1: Well, it's just about all things that are either boring or uneventful, (laughs) and they equate it all to Pennsylvania.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a good like punk song and I, I really and the like whole it like, it's, it's my the whole like, e- like queef after
1: the porn Star breaks the game bag record oh, that dude, probably shouldn't be in a <laughs> I don't know a state song that's
2: my that's my favorite line in on this one like maybe the whole record cuz it's so obscene so it's not obscene. dude it's
1: not hidden it's not like masked by anything it's 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 out there it's out there. And you don't it care. Is.
2: Oh gosh. So yeah, I, I, I won't play that. But um, do we want to play anything else? So we we talked. We did we touch upon balls out? We did at the beginning, right?
1: Yeah, that was uh
2: okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the the line the line that makes our friend uncomfortable. I think is one of the best lines. the The pounce bounce, like it's just the way he he kind of sets up that that whole line. It's just, it's really clever and it sounds really cool. Like, it sounds, I don't
1: even, dude, good. I do not even know what the fuck he said all these years until this week until <laughs> I read it. And I only read it once because the whole time I've been scatting until the bounce slow on the dick part. And so I still don't know what he says because I read it once and I want to go back to the scatting until the bounce slow on the dick. But <laughs> there's a lot of words in there. Like, he punches a lot of words in there. It's-
2: I know. I know. What, the, there's three lines that I I really like too. It's the starts a fire, gets wired from barbs that cut like a jalapeno popper fart, burning up an asshole that once ripped apart. Oh my god, dude. The wordplay in that those three lines I think is just it's perfect. It's totally yeah. perfect.
1: His his ability for like wordplay and then just like like dogging people and then when he says like he's got more screams than David Arquette's resume, yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Like, why did, what did David Arquette do to you? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, why? <laughs> the most multiple oh, so guy good. in all of the screen movies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.
1: Nobody's safe.
2: It's so good. It's so fucking funny, <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I won't play it, but, um, I mean, that, that's all I got, you know, on the, I mean we talked about every fucking song which you don't do often. We do not do that often, but some, sometimes it's just too good not to. But I did want to touch upon the title of the record, Hefty Fine. Uh it's actually them making fun of Moby who has an album called Heavy Flow and they were just I think they were they wanted I to call it Moby. F- they wanted to call it Heavy Flow, but then they got they were threatened to get sued by Moby, so then they they changed it to Hefty Fine. It was something weird like that. Dude. And then the album art. The album art. <laughs> oh <man>. my god. <laughs> Dude, it's this this very large man. It's a very large naked, large man in a tiny ass box. It's gross. And I will say this, when I when this album right before this album came out, it was right after we graduated high school. And I remember I went to I went to Amoeba out in Hollywood and do you remember like I mean even nowadays like you'll walk down the street and when they're doing construction they have like the big like construction like overhangs that you walk under and then they're doing stuff above you yeah and i remember just like plastered like this is seriously no joke plastered up on the walls and just all kinds like all over hollywood boulevard or wherever me no sunset it was on sunset all over sunset the album cover for hefty fine was pasted up on the walls (laughs) of like all the construction sites like and this is like an official like this wasn't like just like like fans doing this so like this was like put out by the record label and i just remember walking by and just laughing because knowing who at the time knowing who the bloodhound gang were and like why like why was this acceptable like this i can't i can't believe they got away with pasting that shit up all over sunset <laughs> it's fucking crazy it's fucking crazy but i'll never forget that memory walking down sunset going to amoeba and uh and yeah it was just it's fucking weird because it's such a gross album cover. Sorry.
1: Did you read too like like how that guy got to be on the cover of, of the no. Bloodhound Gang? Um. So like like they had, I don't know, they asked for, for people to send in like pictures of themselves or, or any capacity. To, I don't know. And like mm-hmm. like a picture in a in a bio, right? And this guy who's on the cover sent a picture of himself like blowing another guy. Oh, no. But, like, that's not even what they asked for at all. They just asked for people to send in (laughs) pictures and, and like, a bio. And all he sent in was that blowing another guy. And they thought it was so amazing that they put him on the cover.
2: Honestly, that is pretty amazing. Like, that is ballsy, man. Just
1: imagine getting, like, a hundred, like, applicants, right? And you're going, like, picture, okay, Tammy's from whatever. I don't care. Renee's from whatever. I don't care. Ryan's from what I don't care. And also, you come across like a couple of nudes. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck? It's but so you, different than everything that you've just been looking
2: at. Can you imagine the reaction in the Dude, room? they probably went
1: nuts. Like, they probably laughed and they probably thought it was and, so amazing. And they probably flew them seriously. out there and they probably drank with them. And they probably became best friends with them.
2: Seriously. Like, I can't imagine like, you know, you're, you're, you spent like an hour and a half looking through all this boring ass shit. And you come across another dude blowing another guy, like it must have just been like this huge like, I not, I don't want to say icebreaker, but just like to break up the monotony of something. It must have just been such a relief. Just I would have just fucking, uh, I would have been so fucking. funny. <laughs> it's so good, dude. it's so fucking. <laughs> it is cool. really funny,
1: and it like really it's shows you funny, like yeah. like this this band as much as they make fun of everybody and are uh, really raunchy. They seem like very accepting people of, of just like anybody because they can make fun mm-hmm. of
2: everybody and hang out with everybody. And they, they do make fun of everybody. That's the thing, too. Like, they don't, they don't give up. They just don't care. Or it seems like they don't, but whatever. Pop punky coolant of Mark Atkins. <laughs> All right. So we, we got anything else on this record, or do you want to wrap it up, give no. our final thoughts? Yeah, that's okay. it for me. So, so we'll give our final thoughts, then we're going uh, to rate the album with our uh, award-winning three-point rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album, but give it a shot, and zero is a trash fire. So uh, wh- what are your final thoughts and your rating on the record? Hefty Find. Go.
1: There's, there's a lot of nostalgic memories attached with this one for me. And it's just been a, one of those records that that has I've played front to back for ever since it came out, really. And even like Renee really, really loves this record. And everybody loves this record because it's so approachable. It's so easy to digest. There's a lot of things on this that are just they're basic. They're basic. And if you took Jimmy Pop mm-hmm. out of this record, it would be it would be fun. It would be fun, but it wouldn't be what it is because Jimmy Pop, like he, he is the band, he is the oh, Bloodhound Gang, he brings something that no one else does. And like again, I I can't think of anybody that is as witty and raunchy of a lyricist as he is. So like given given all that, like hefty fine, I do understand that that it does half of these songs sound like themselves, and then the other half sound like reiterations of songs they've already done. Like I get it, I don't care. It's still a damn good album, and I think with more listens to Beer Coaster, I may rank that as my number one, but for now, yeah. for now, I got to stick with FT Fine, just because I've heard this song, this album so many fucking times, and <laughs> uh, it's a
2: perfect album. This is a three. It's a
1: fucking three out like of three. shit, Easy. dude. Easy. Wow.
2: I didn't yeah. think you were going to give this a perfect three. I really did not think you Easy. would. Wow. That's unbelievable. I'm yeah. proud of you. It's man, <laughs> I'm proud of you. Did
1: this record get like panned, or what?
2: Oh, I know. holy people, shit. yeah, people hated it. fans of the band, critics for
1: what they're worth i no, was, I loved like this week, I read a lot of re- more reviews than I think I ever have because mm-hmm. they were so funny at how much they hated this record.
2: I know Man people hated this record It's like It's almost like They had never heard Of the Bloodhound Gang Prior to this Like this is The It doesn't make any sense At all That
1: was like The common denominator Is like A record full of Fart jokes And
2: diarrhea jokes That's not funny Like what were you expecting I I don't know It's I, I don't know People have no sense Of humor Honestly Like just Just enjoy yourself Like the simplest things Like farts are funny They are Like don't 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 be like some douchebag. Everyone thinks farts are funny. I've that never met true. anybody who doesn't think they're i f- I've never met anybody who does not think farts are funny. that's true. Like really, right? Like and, well, of course and anybody, they're fucking funny. And anybody, if anybody, if you ever did come across somebody who did not think a fart was funny, like you would you would think twice about that person. You would you wouldn't trust that person.
1: If here's like a good it's way weird. I just I just thought of this in my mind.
2: Okay, that's a good place
1: the, to think. A true yeah. way to tell if somebody's a psychopath is if you put them in like a classroom setting and <laughs> give them like a, a, a test to take and then put someone else in the classroom and let them just like like squeak out like a nice, like a nice crips <laughs> fart. If that person doesn't laugh or look up or smirk or smile, they're a monster.
2: I know. Even a even A monster. If you, even if you know it's a fake fart, you're still going to laugh. Like, <laughs> it doesn't... It does it's just the sound it's it's I don't know what it is about farts, man. farts are just like one of the funniest things.
1: The word itself too is 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 such a it's a passive aggressive word. It doesn't really mean much, but because you know like a little bit about it, you know what, is, what happens it's, it's funny it's, a good, it's, a good, I, it's good stuff
2: Just just a really quick fart story when I was like I had to have been like nine or ten years old. I was with my, my grandma and my great grandma and my great grandma. She loved farting. She thought it was one of the funniest things in the world. She just would crack up anytime she heard a fart or if she farted and she was old, like, so she farted a lot. And we were at Stater Brothers in San Bernardino. It was me and both of them. And my great grandma just, she just farted cause she's old, you know, and she just ripped a good one. And my grandma was right next to her and there was a, another two other people right next to them. And they looked at my grandma and just, like, glared at her. And you could just tell in their faces, like, you're so disgusting. And then me and my great-grandma, we were walking farther down the aisle. And we were just, like, we were, like, crying, laughing. Because <laughs> it was, like, a prank that, that my great-grandma pulled on my grandma just to, be, just to be funny. Like, that's just how she was. Like, she just liked to make everybody laugh and like, in the most juvenile ways. And she was, like, fucking 80 years old. And yeah, that's what she did to her own daughter. This was to her own daughter, you know, and I I will never forget that memory. She farted in the aisle and then walked away really fast with me and just, we were laughing hysterically while this couple just were pissed about it. It was so fucking funny, but it's just like, why why be upset about farts? Like, I don't get it. They're fucking funny.
1: To be fair, in certain, like in a food situation, it could be problematic. If, like, it's smell like we're integrates, a, no, like it maybe was just I don't know.
2: it was the sound. It was the sound,
1: but I hope I get to the point where I'm old and, like, literally just don't give a fuck about anything because that's awesome. But you and know, that's like really like, your life goal, though.
2: It is, and honestly, like, if you were no matter where you're at, if you hear some, if you hear a fart, you're gonna laugh, even of if course. it's a little chuckle, you're gonna fucking laugh at it, like, you're not gonna be yeah. mad about it. You never, you should never be. Mad well, if at that I'm fart.
1: sitting at like a fucking, I don't know. If I'm sitting down about ready to eat my dinner and somebody next to me at the bar like farts, I'm like, dude, are you fucking serious? I'm about to eat, <laughs> I mean, bro.
2: I, I would laugh pretty hard. I think that's pretty fucking funny.
1: But like, do you want to like take a big bite into your burger and just smelling somebody else's butthole?
2: Like, I mean, I'm obviously you don't want to smell it, but hard pass. But but you know, yes, I would still laugh,
1: and I'd be like, "Are you fucking serious?" But I'd still be like smiling as I said it. <laughs> Of course. I'm not oh, a monster. Farts are
2: the best, man. The lowest the lowest hanging fruit of comedy, honestly. <laughs> um, <I> love <laughs> it, though. so true. It's so it.
1: weird how, like, farts are so disgusting, but, <laughs> like, in regards to, like, burps, like, nobody thinks burps are funny. Burps aren't, like, funny. Yeah,
2: burps they're really is, not, yeah.
1: Like, burps are more disgusting than farts are. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, if you're in a restaurant it's and somebody burps, like, oh, that guy's a fucking disgusting pig. But somebody but you farts, you're still going to... It's funny.
2: Dude, it's so funny. But,
1: but theoretically, like, farting is more disgusting than burps would be.
2: <laughs> it really is. <laughs> like, what the fuck is the difference? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So this, is a,
1: this is a fart podcast now, I guess.
2: <laughs> That's fine with me. Okay. Uh, final thoughts. Shit, man. Final thoughts for me on Hefty Fine. This, um, Obviously, this record holds a lot of nostalgia, but I think, like we talked about, the the lyrics are, are just top-notch. Some of the best he's ever done on this, are on this record. The ingenuity, I guess ingenuity with like the song Ralph Wiggum, it's just so much effort for something so stupid. I love it. I, I, I just love it. I think the melodies are really funny. They're really good. They're really catchy. And uh, this album has never got old for me. I, I've... I loved it from the moment I heard the first 45 second clip of a song to now and it's so good it's so good so uh, with that said I, I don't do this often but I'm gonna have to give this a, a perfect 3 out of 3 it's a perfect album man I Damn. cannot fuck with it I know like I said I, I don't do it often but had to be done had wow. to be done Okay. so I'm I'm glad we both gave this a perfect rating perfect rating um, we got anything else to say Or should we just kind of Do the outro And get the fuck out of here
1: Do the outro And get the fuck out
2: Okay So go to Apple Podcasts Go rate, review And subscribe to us on there Follow us on social media At Nine Radio uh, Listen to us anywhere You listen to podcasts Spotify, SoundCloud uh, Fucking Apple Podcasts Wherever I don't get Fucking go listen to us Go um, Go You know I don't know Just tell us how you feel We're the best <laughs> I, said, I'm, I don't know I don't know where I'm okay. going I'm, right. I'm exhausted I'm exhausted after all the fart talk. So um, that's it. That's all. Dude,
1: some of them just make no fucking sense. <laughs> my, f- my favorite is, is the pudding hatch with the boink swatter.
2: God oh, I love it so much. God, it's farting, so fucking funny to me. Farting. <laughs> like, he even tries to, like, be melodic when he's sick. <laughs> <laughs> and in the last fart, he goes, mm-hmm.
1: wanted to get the food so they didn't starve to death. And Miles is like, oh, take my inhaler. You can breathe underwater. And I thought, as a kid, I could do that. I tried it one time, and it did not. <laughs> did you- it was bad. <laughs> it, it was so bad. Like if you've never experienced like what drowning could be like, that's that's what yeah try that. Yeah, it was bad.